real soon. We've got to get a head count. Where we're going to dive into the word today, this, I've got to warn you, it's as real as it gets. Are you ready for that? Yeah. If you're, a, if you're a, a packer of a pistol, I don't want you pulling it on me today. <laughs> I don't want you stoning me, but I, I do want to share a word that God's dropped in my heart. Uh, we're talking about the authentic church, and what makes up of an authentic church is, of course, of authentic people. Where does that come from? Having an authentic relationship with God and an authentic marriage and family. I'm going to address marriages and relationships today. Listen to this definition of authentic. Of undisputed origin, genuine. Uh, I've said this before. How many of you would rather have a pair of pleather chaps or leather chaps? Pleather Bible or leather Bible? Pleather, vet, pleather gloves ple or leather? How many of you like leather? Leather furniture. Okay, it's genuine. I like things made out of real wood. You know, sometimes man-made wood that's made out of chips and it gets wet and it blows up. Why? Because it's not authentic wood. It's glued together chips. I like authentic. God loves authentic. And I want to address that today. This is the kind of church that Jesus is looking for and coming back for. Look at this. Ephesians 5, 27. That he might present her, calls it a her, the church, his bride, to himself a glorious church, not having, look at this, a spot or wrinkle. And God doesn't use Botox. He wants to change us from the inside out. Or such anything, but that we, she should be holy and without blemish. I want to talk to you about 10 top 10 essentials in a relationship, in a marriage today. I got some of this from Family Share, and it was absolutely powerful. Some of this is J.O. Share, but mostly I hope that it be Holy Ghost Share and anointed and deposited in your life today. Let's pray, and we're going to dive into the Word. Father, thank you for this time. Speak to every one of us in a very, very precise way. I pray, God, that you do a work on our heart. I pray for movement and motion and change and transformation to take place in our hearts today in the powerful name of Jesus. God, you be glorified now. Anoint. And everyone said, Amen. I've been teaching for years that every relationship takes four T's. We're going to go a little deeper than that today, going to break that down. But the four T's is this. If you ever have a relationship, if you want to have a better relationship, if you want to increase your relationship, it takes these four T's. The first one is talk. Say that with me, talk. You've got to open your mouth and talk. You've got, this is a great sermon, not, not because I'm great. It's a good sermon because I think it's from the Word of God, and it's a good sermon to take notes on today. Because I would like at the end of the day, if I come to you tomorrow and you go, I go, Jay, what's, if I say, hey, what's one of the points that I gave you about relationships? And you look at me, you go, I, Jesus loves me. <laughs> well, he loves you, but that's not one of the points. It'd be great for you to write them down. I asked one couple to listen to these real close. Let me know after this message, what are the ones that they're doing and what's the ones that they need to work on, Okay. Four T's, talk. Next one, time. You've got to spend time with someone if you're going to have a relationship. Fathers, you've got to spend time with your kids. 
Dads and moms, you got to spend times with one another. Husband, wife, time. You can't have a relationship without talking time. The third one is treasures. Everyone say treasures. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You don't have to buy diamonds and rings, but you can buy a cup of coffee. You can go, go and talk. And, and the last one is this. The first one is talk, time, treasures. And the last one is touch. I don't use this one at junior high camp, but touch. <laughs> a healthy touch. Now, if you have a relationship that you need to get out of, all you ever have to do is remove those four. You have a codependent, crazy relationship. Someone's stalking you. Remove the four. And that relationship, I promise, guaranteed you, 100%, will go away. Well, J.O., they, 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 they just keep texting me. Do you text them back? Well, yeah. Stop texting them. If it's an unhealthy relationship and you need to get it, remove those four, and that relationship will stop. But if you want to increase your relationship, apply those four. Well, that's just a little just the tip of the iceberg of what I want to talk to you today because I want to give you the 10, I think, 10 essentials if you'll add this to your marriage right now that your marriage will change. How many, who am I talking to today? Listen to this. How many of you are under the age of 25 and you're not married? Raise your hand. I am talking to you. I am absolutely talking to you. If you're 14, I'm talking to you. How many of you went through a marriage class in high school? Raise your hand. One person. One person. I'd like to know what was in that class. Because I usually find you're the second person out of three services that had a marriage class. You go to 12 years for a high school diploma, four for a bachelor's. You even have to take some education to drive your car around. But all you got to do is, hey, here's my 40 bucks. I want to get married. I want to talk to you about that today. The very first one that I want to uh, mention is number zero. Say that with me, zero. zero. Why zero? Well, this one's for free. <laughs> this one's free. This is not even one of the ten. It's really zero. What is the zero, J.O.? Marry the right person. Marry the right person. You don't want to marry the wrong person. Marry someone that don't like themselves. You know what you'll get? You think they'll treat you any better than they treat themselves? No, they won't. You've got to marry the right one. Say this with me. You got the right one, baby. You got to marry zero the right person. You got that? Yes, when I get ready to do pre-marriage counseling and talk to them, hey, hey, how do you know this is the right one? I don't want them to tell me, oh, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. That fades. <laughs> oh, he has tons of money. <laughs> that fly weighs. I want to hear that they've heard from God that they've sought counsel, that they've heard from the Word of God, they've heard from the Spirit of the living God, their family's behind it. Come on, come on, come on. Now, we're going to go into number one right now. Who else am I talking to? I'm not just talking about those who aren't married. Let's say if, you're, if you've been married for 1 to 25 years, just raise your hand. Talking to you, I just celebrated 25 years. Uh, if you're over 25 years of marriage, raise your hand. Praise God. 
we applaud you talking to you. Because what I want to talk to you today is about not marriage. <laughs> no. I want to talk to you about healthy marriage. Because you can be miserable and be in a marriage. You can live in one house and one room and they live in the other room. You can even slip together, but you don't even like each other. And I'm talking about, say this with me, healthy. healthy. I want to talk to you about healthy marriage today. Not just married, but healthy marriage. So I'm talking to everyone in here, especially those that's not been married. But if you've been married 50 years, I think that if you apply some of these, your marriage will get healthy and it will be strengthened. You ready? One person's ready. How do you know if your relationship with your spouse is healthy? Number one, dating. Write that down right now. Put, you, put it in your phone. Put it in your eye. I, I don't care where you put it. Put it somewhere. Dating. Dating, if you look it up in the definition, you'll find over and over and over, this is what dating is. All this is what you do before you get married. This is six, six months of dating, courting, whatever. Bull. Listen to me. Healthy relationships, healthy marriages continue to date. Continue to date. You never, ever stop dating. Honey, can I use you for a minute? All of a sudden, this is my beautiful wife, but I just met her, and I go, hey, you are one fine-looking lady. Would you like to go on a date with me? You would? Oh, you take my hand. We'll go on a date today. Wow, man, you the best thing since sliced bread. Thank you. Can, I, can I get this door for you? Wow. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me, let me get, the, let me get this, the, the car door for you. Good. Come on in. Come on back. It's, this is the restaurant here. Let me get ahead of you. I'm going to go and get the seat for you. And come, come on. Yeah. Praise God. There's your seat. Let me get the seat for you. first date, right? And then you get married. <laughs> hey, you want to go get something to eat? <laughs> How was that? There's your seat over there. You can go sit right there. It's like we catch our spouse and then we put them in a cage and kind of treat them like an animal. Everyone say date. Continue to date. Continue to chase your wife. Chase young people. It doesn't, listen, dating in the, in the beginning of your relationship is only the tip of the iceberg of what God wants to do in your relationship. You want to keep the wonder. Say that with me, wonder. You want to keep the wonder going. You want to keep the romance going in your relationship. You continue to date. J.O., I'm 88. Come on, man. If you're 88 and you like biscuits and gravy, take her for biscuits and gravy. I don't care if it's a cup of coffee. You need to date. You need to continue to date. Listen to me. Healthy. Say healthy. Healthy relationships. Healthy marriages continue to date 
after they're married. Once again, I'm preaching healthy marriage. I'm not talking about being married. I'm talking about healthy marriages. Are you with me today? Me and my wife, we just spent five, six days, seven days, how many days it was, on the Harley for 1,100 miles. It was a new experience. We had never done anything. It was like a five, six, seven days of a date. Why? Because we wanted to experience this adventure together. We only took a little bit of clothes, and we didn't know what it was going to be like. And we had, here, what kind of fun did we have? It was exceptional. We're really busy, but we try to seize every moment for a date. We went to the White wedding the other day. Not Billy Idol. It was Connor, Connor White. And uh, they had dancing afterwards. And it's like, hey, sweetie, you want to? we were getting ready to leave. And I says, you want to dance? All those young people, they think they got the groove because they can do the doogie. Man, we'll go out there and do the boogie. You know what I'm saying? Right? We can still do the boogie, man. We don't got to do the doogie. Right? You, you, hey, young people, you ain't going to leave me. Right? Why? Because I want to keep the wonder. Jill, you're 50 years old and you're out there dancing? Yeah, you were. What? How's your marriage? How's the wonder and the romance in your marriage? I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus. I say, keep it alive. Keep it on fire. Be adventurous. I'll go out there and know I can't do all those moves that I used to do. But one of the first things that me and Radine ever did was dance. And so you're going to stop dancing? You're going to be boring? Sit home and watch CNN and Fox. <laughs> Seven o'clock, let's go to bed, honey. Everyone say date. Dates. Healthy couples don't stop dating when they get married. They keep it alive. Number two, they don't just date, but they disagree. They disagree. Now I'm talking about, once again, I'm going to remind you of this whole sermon. I'm talking about healthy marriages. I'm not talking about marriage because you can be married. People will stay married and miserable. And I want, I'd rather for you to stay married and miserable than get a divorce any day. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about staying married and have a wonderful, healthy, healthy relationship, right? And healthy relationships, I want to let you know, they debate. They don't agree, they disagree. Why does that happen? When you take two different people from two different backgrounds without, with a, a, a life, uh, different experiences, they're bound to have differences in opinions. And that is actually a healthy thing. Healthy. Listen to the scripture. I use the message not as a translation, but more as a parable, so that it's very easy to read and understand. Listen to the scripture. Go ahead and be angry. That happens in discussions. That happens in debates and disagreements. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. That's where it gets unhealthy. But don't, uh, and it goes on to say, and don't stay angry. You don't go to bed angry. You don't stay angry. For, work through that. It says don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil the kind of foothold in your life. Let me tell you what disagreements do. 
Disagreements, number one, you get to know each other a lot better. And you want that in a marriage. Are y'all with me today? This, mar- this, this sermon, either everyone's listening really intently or you've been real quiet this weekend because I, I do want you to listen real intently, but I want you to get it because it can change our community when we have strong marriages. I'm sick. I, there's not a week that goes by, you guys, that I don't deal with blowing up marriages and blowing up relationships. So you could even say, this is a big counseling session today. You with me? One of my jobs is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And there's one one-on-one place that you need to be equipped in, and that is in marriages. So disagreements allows you to get to know one another. Number two, you learn to work through the conflict and the disagreement. That's a wonderful thing. You don't go, hey, I'm taking my toys and I'm leaving. Goodbye. No, you work through the conflict. Number three, you learn to agree and you learn to disagree. And you learn to be okay that you disagree. And it's fine. And you can be respectful even in a disagreement. If your attitude is this in your relationship, hey, 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 woman, hey, hey, hey. It's my way or the byway. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a no way. And let me say something about dating again. Go ahead and don't date your wife. There may be a day that she finds somebody else to date. I'm telling you, you got to keep it alive in this day and time. Are you with me? Come on, come on, come on. Come on, you guys. It happens. Disagreements happen. Did I tell you this sermon is named As Real As It Gets? Are you feeling me today? We about to get real, real right now. Number three, have sex. Often. And then my next point with that is this. Don't be weird. Don't, don't be weird with this point. Let it be a holy, godly point. Let it be a wonderful, encouraging point to you. Don't be like on the way home. Hey, hey, you hear Pastor J.O.? I'm just, I'm just doing what the pastor said. Don't be weird. But having sex often is a very, very healthy thing. Listen to the first mentions of relationships in the Bible. First, uh, Genesis 1, 27, 28. So God created man in who? His own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. Say that with me, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and this is what he encouraged them to do. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Do I have to give you any hints of how that happens? Okay, enough said. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every kind, every living thing that moves on the earth. Healthy couples have sex often. Why, J.O.? Physical intimacy is a beautiful experience between two that share this, this wonderful spiritual, natural experience, and only with one another. I know in this day and time, I've married two virgins before, and that's not very popular, not very common. But you know that's the original, exactly how it should be. One man with one woman for the rest of their life. That's the way it should be, okay? Now what Jesus does is he restores all of that. If you're living in sin right now and having sex outside of wedlock, 
I tell you right now today, I can just word it as, as beautifully, speaking the truth in love, as love as in as I can, repent and stop. Because when you go into a marriage and you're having sex and you're doing all the things that only a married couple should do, you are building on sinking sand. There is lack of trust and respect. You're taken right into that marriage. You need to back off of that and live according to God's word. Don't take the word of God and go, oh, I got to work this word right here to fit my sin. I got to manipulate the word right here so it's like the world. The word of God is to change me and you. Right? right? Let me tell you what sex does. Beautiful sex. Sex creates a wonderful bond between two people. Sex, it creates a closeness to a married couple. It, it, it requires the highest degree of trust. It builds trust. It strengthens confidence in your wife and your husband. It strengthens love in your marriage. It is a beautiful, holy thing that you didn't make that God created us to experience. Don't be weird. Amen? Let's do it like the Bible says. There's times where the Bible encourages you to sustain, abstain from sex. It says this, 1 Corinthians 7, 5, abstaining from sex is a permissible for a period of time. Here's the key, if both agree to it. Say with me, both agree. Both agree. Now, you can work that thing and be weird like, hey, J.O. says sex often, sex often, sex often, sex often. <laughs> and your wife's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me, bring some, let me bring some balance into this thing right here. He also said when both agree. Are you with me? It's important that you're on the same page and you're honoring and you're respecting one another. But it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the scripture keeps on saying, it goes on to say, and it's for the purpose of prayer and fasting, for only for such times. Then come back together again. Uh, Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us uh, when we least expect it. Number four, healthy relationships communicate healthy i gotta kind of shoot this towards men i think women are a little better in this area than men men would be like i i i even met with a man last night wonderful guy he's like jail i just don't want to i i just don't want to talk i i don't i don't want to tell my wife those 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 things about me and he said it's something like that not in exact words if you're going to have a healthy relationship, couples in healthy relationships, they talk. They know what's going on in each other's lives. They make it simple talk. Uh, it's scary whenever I talk to an individual and there's something very, very important that's going on in their life. Or I've talked to them about something very important and then I talk to the spouse about it and the spouse is like, I, don't, I, I haven't heard anything about that. That's... That scares the living bejeebas out of me. Healthy marriages. Young people, not married, listen to me. Healthy marriage. Guys, healthy marriage, healthy relationships, clear communication. Words are the building blocks of a relationships. How did God create everything in the universe? 
Three people. I, I want the whole church to know. How did God create everything in the universe? Words. Everyone say words. words. You're made in his image. You have the same ability. You're not God, but you have his ability because you're a son, daughter. So you build with your mouth, with your tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death, right there in the power of the tongue. Life and death, power of the tongue. You with me? So you want to communicate clearly life into your relationship. Listen, they talk together, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the embarrassing. Um, my wife knows my weaknesses. She knows my strength, and she knows another area, my strangeness. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm 50. I've come to the conclusion that I have strange areas about me. And I, I'd be like, I don't want to tell Radine the strange area of it. And I'll tell her, and she'll be like, you're good. You're good. What does that do? It builds trust. And it, it just continues to strengthen our relationship. But it comes from a place of communicating. The Holy Spirit, I was talking about, thinking about that this morning or yesterday morning. I felt the Holy Spirit said, communicating also is listening. Learning to listen real close to your wife or your husband or your children or another relationship that you're building. Learning. Everyone say this with me. Learning to listen really good. James 1.19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Can you imagine if we apply that to our relationships, how beautiful that would be? Wow. Honest talk, authentic, transparent communication is vital in your relationship for it to be healthy. Number five, everyone say forgive. How often do you forgive? Healthy relationships forgive in one day as many times as they have to forgive. No matter what you're faced with, healthy, once again, I'm talking about healthy marriages, healthy relationships, healthy ones forgive as often as they need to forgive. Listen to the scripture, Luke 17, 4. Even if that person wrongs you seven times. Okay, JR, they got seven times, man. That guy, you don't know who I'm married to. I'm going to give him seven times. Like, wow. I don't think that's the spirit of the verse. I think another scripture says seven times, 70. Okay, 490, that's it. No. I think as many times as it takes. Let me ask you this. Aren't you glad? What if Jesus held one thing against you? One. What if, if Jesus held one thing against you? One. One. Just one. That's it. One. That's it. You wouldn't make it to heaven. Aren't you glad that he forgives all? Separates it as far as the east is from the west? Throws it into the seat of forgetfulness? Huh? Are you with me? Yeah. Everyone say forgive. forgive. No one's perfect. How many of you in this room right here, by the show of hands, is imperfect? Okay. Were your spouse or your spouse-to-be 
or your friend, they're imperfect too. You must remember that if you're going to have a healthy marriage. Forgive. You're in it for the best or the worst. Healthy forgives. They forgive necessary. And I want to let you know they are happier ever after when they walk in forgiveness. Listen to the scripture, Ephesians 4.32. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Say this with me, grace, grace. This is something that I think we should all practice, extending much grace to your spouse. They could be having a bad day. You don't know what they've been through. They could be tired. They could be half sick. Grace, grace. King Zerubbabel was having a tough time getting the temple complete. There was this thing called the capstone that was the last uh, piece to make it complete. And there was a word that they used in the scripture, grace, grace. Extending grace, grace upon your spouse. Grace, grace upon them. Say that with me, grace, grace. Grace, grace. Look at at the one you're married to right now, if you're married. Look at him and go, grace, grace. Grace, grace. It's been said this. It's been said this. Go into a relationship before you get married with your eyes wide open. Before you get married, eyes wide open. But after you're married, close them halfway. Grace, grace. Go ahead, tell them, grace, grace. Go ahead, grace, grace. Grace, grace. Give them something they don't deserve because that's what Jesus gave you. Amen? Eyes half closed. Put those rose dim, whatever you want to call. Hey, can I borrow your glasses for a minute, bro? That'd be, that's a good example right there. Put these kind of glasses on. Woo! Wow! Dude, this is rosy, man. Those are sick. Grace, grace. Number six, respect and honor. When you respect someone... Let me tell you what you do. You deeply admire them. Respect. Words that we say when we get married, but we're so emotional, we don't even remember what we say. We don't even know the covenant that we Everyone say respect. You deeply admire someone you respect. I deeply admire some of the attributes of my wife. Don't spit in the wind. Don't take the mask off the long ranger. And dude, you better not mess with me or my kids. Because my wife, Mama Bear Ray Dean, be on you like white on rice. (laughs) Now, is that true? Now, she's not mean. It's just that that's her nature. And I admire that. Courageous. I admire her writing skills, her speaking skills. I admire her pastoral skills. I admire, she's my spelling bee. Like, I'm not a great speller. Like, here lately, I've had to spell Schweitzer. Schweitzer, because we're riding up to Schweitzer. Can somebody please tell them how to spell Schweitzer? S-C-H-W. I tell you what, it didn't come out of my dictionary, right? She's my spelling bee. I admire her. I respect her. I admire her deeply for those things. Also, say this with me, honor. What is honor? That big word, honor. Please practice it today. You take something that is important to them and you make it important to you. What's important to your wife today? 
Make it important to you. What's important to your husband? Make it important to you. If you're in a, a courtship, honoring someone is taking what's important to them and make it important to you. My wife, she doesn't bow hunt. I tried it, it didn't work. <laughs> but you know what? She honors me in that and helps me get my equipment and su supports me in it and tags and license and what? Just honor, honor. If she wants to do something, you know, we've, I, she used to not used to be able to get me to walk very much. But I walk a lot now, don't I? We walk and we pray and we talk. I want to honor my wife. Not do it for exercise too, but take whatever's important to them and make it important to you. Everyone say honor and respect. That's like a lost art in this society. We'd rather be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set her straight. I'm going to, what, you know. Look at your wife right now. Look at her right now in her eyes and say, we're on the same side. Look at it. Be very real. Look at it. Say, we're on the same side. Tell her, tell her, tell her. We're on the same side. Hey, look at him again and say, you are not my enemy. You are not my enemy. Who's the enemy? The devil. He tries to get in there and work you, break you up, conquer and divide. Come on. Young people, remember this. Honor and respect. Number seven, offer support. Healthy couples support each other. Blow, fan upon their gifts. Whatever they like to do, whatever they're good at, fan upon it, man. Whatever, offer, encourage them. Some people are good at that and some people aren't. Radine is very good at being my number one cheerleader. I'm not that good at it. I have to W-O-R-K it. I have to work on being a cheerleader and an encourager, right? But I'm learning, right? You got to, J.O., I'm just, I'm just kind of negative, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of negative. I, that's not my gift. Well, change your thinking. Change your world. Change your stinking attitude. Come on, we're to encourage and build up and cheerlead our spouse upstairs. R-A-Y-D-E-A-N-E. -E. Woo, woo. I don't care what you do. Come on. I'm serious. You think I'm joking, huh? Who's going to be your, your spouse's cheerleader if it's not you? <laughs> you better watch it. You got somebody else cheering them on, and all you doing is ripping them apart. You better be careful. Be your spouse's number one cheerleader. I was going through the worst time of my life in Eureka, California, and Ray Dean was my number one cheerleader the entire time. Support them. Number eight, focus on the good. Focus on the good. Humanity, because we're bent sinners, it's easiest for us to focus on the bad. You know that, that cup that's half full? Break it. Yeah. Get rid of it. It's half full. Come on. If it's half empty, it's half full. It's not half full. It's not. No, it's full. It's full. You want to see your relationship as full. Even if the liquid is up to right here, it's still full of oxygen. Come on. It's full. It's full. Get a different perspective. It's full. 
Look at your relationship. Look at all good, good. You got some great things going for you in your relationship, man. Well, J.O., you want me to be fake? No, I want you to be like Jesus. I want you to be heaven bent, faith filled, a faith confession, real. Yeah, you can be real, but you can be positive. Come on. You can build them up. You can be real and you can walk in self-control. Come on, somebody. Come on. Walk in self. That's the fruit of the Holy Ghost. It's very dangerous for you to rip your partner apart constantly. It's her. She got the baggage, J.O. You don't live with her. She's had problems all her life. I'm dealing with it. <laughs> Come on. Change your perspective. Number nine, faith it together. Faith it together. Faith it to everyone. The key is together. Everything you do, do it together. I'm not saying that you don't pray on your own. I pray on my own all the time. But me and my wife be walking our little dog, Kai. We'll just pray together. Put on the forearm of Jesus Christ together. Pray for the battle that we're in. We're usually in some type of a battle going on in the church or some individual. We're praying together. We're two. We're two. Come in agreement. Come on. There Jesus is. Whatever we ask in his name. He, come on. Praying. Reading the word together. I hear Jesus calling. Did you all hear that? Can I have that? I need to talk to him. Reading the word together. It should, life, your marriage shouldn't look like this. It just, it just should not. She's going to be home, and she's going to change all the diapers, and she's going to take care of the kids. And I got the oldest dishwasher you ever heard of. She's 49 years old, and she's still washing dishes. No, you do it together. You live together, you work together, you build together, you fight together, and you grow together. It's all together. The first day that we got married, we became in ministry, the very first day. And I know everyone's not going to be in ministry, but you can live life together. Do it together. I need you to pull out your phone right now, and I want you to put on a, a date on your own. Go ahead, get your phone. Get your, you can't act like you don't have phones. You be sneaking, texting during church, checking out the Seahawks, making sure they're losing and all that stuff right there. Come on. I'm sorry. Just speaking the truth in love. Go to Sunday. Go to Sunday. Go ahead. Get, get, your, get your phone. Go to Sunday. Yeah, go to, get every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Go to Sunday. I'm gonna put you, I want you to put a date in Sunday. You, you got it? I'm serious. I'm serious as a heart attack right now. Now put church in there. You can do it Saturday night or Sunday. Put church in there Saturday night or Sunday, together with my wife and family, and now hit repeat forever. Quit making excuses not to be here. Make every excuse to get here. There's something powerful. You may not like that. I'm not here to preach to you all the things that you like. I'm here to tell you things that work. And when you take time to put your family in a car and you come to worship together with your family and your children and your wife and you grow together spiritually and you talk about the word of God, you pray together, you worship, you can even fight on the way to church and God will still meet you. Come on. Together. Say that with me, faith it together. The last one, my sign up there says finish and I got to get finished. Here we go. Listen to this. Serve. Worm training. Everyone say worm. worm. 
worm. You know that little worm, light crawl, a little red worm, worm training. Look what, the, what, look what the psalmist says. Put that up there for me, please. Psalm 22, I think. Is that one of them? Psalm 22, it's not. Oh, I got it in my notes. I'm going to have to read it out of my notes. You should write this down. It's a beautiful psalms. Listen to this. But I'm a worm and not a man. And I'm scorned and despised by all. Why do you say worm training, J.O.? Try to get underneath your spouse. Try to get underneath them and serve them. I tell you what, if you began a competition in your home of who could outserve the other, you would be amazed of how healthy your house can get. You would be amazed of how healthy. Instead of you shouting out the rules and, hey, hey, you, you, you clean the clothes. You do. Compete in serving, outserve one another. Now, today, you may be doing three of those and need to work on seven. You may be needing all ten of them to operate. I promise you, if you begin to put these in your marriage, your marriage is going to grow. It's going to get stronger. I tell you what, you're going to have, say this with me, healthy. healthy. Say it with me, healthy. healthy. All the ladies said healthy. healthy. All the men said healthy. healthy. You're going to have a